0: Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. This episode of Luke's English Podcast is sponsored by Audible. They are the Internet's top provider of downloadable audiobooks. And if you'd like to download a free audiobook, just go to audibletrial.com forward slash teacher luke, or just click one of the Audible logos on my website. Now, let's start this new episode of the podcast. And here we go. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Luke's English Podcast. How are you doing? I hope you're all fine and well and healthy and enjoying uh, whatever it is you're doing. If you're sitting on a bus, I hope it's not too awful if you're on a train equally i think it i hope it's not too awful i hope the train is moving towards your destination without any delay um so wherever you are whatever you're doing welcome back uh this episode features another chat with Alex Love who was on the podcast recently in episodes 366 and 367 and i decided i'd get alex back on the podcast today for several reasons the first reason is because he is now in edinburgh at the festival and his show seems to be doing very well. In fact, so far, every performance has been completely sold out in advance and he's making a nice profit. Um, I'm very happy to hear that and I thought that we could get a little Edinburgh report from Alex and actually have Uh, a normal conversation without it being derailed by poor internet connections and uh, other distractions. And in fact, that's what we've managed to do, as you will hear. The second reason I brought Alex back is um, to do our own Luke's English Podcast Pub Quiz, in which we ask each other questions and test our knowledge. And that's what you will hear in part two of this conversation. Um, I have divided this conversation into two parts again to make it more manageable for you. In part one, we talk about Alex's show. That's this episode. We'll talk about Alex's show, some details about the culture of pub quizzes in the UK, and also we go off on several quite instructive tangents about stag and hen parties, male strippers, the Smurfs, and the anatomy of giant squid, which are large sea creatures with tentacles. Now, that sounds quite random, but it's not really. It's actually perfectly logical, and it will all become clear as you listen to the conversation. And I think there's quite a lot to learn about British culture in this episode, as you will see. There's also quite a lot of vocabulary to watch out for, and I will go through that with you In just a moment, Uh, then in part two, that will be the second episode. You'll hear Alex and I playing our own pub quiz, in which we ask each other various questions in order to test our general knowledge. Um, I expect that by the time you listen to this episode, Alex's Edinburgh show will be over, and all his shows seem to be sold out anyway. But what the hell? I'll mention the details of it anyway. So his show is called How to How to Win a Pub Quiz. It takes place at 12 o'clock lunchtime at the stand in Edinburgh in rooms five and six. Again, I don't know how he manages to occupy two different rooms at the same time, but you'll have to go and see the show in order to find out how he manages to defy the laws of physics. Uh, But anyway, it's at the stand in rooms five and six until the 14th of August. What's the date today? The 12th of August today. So you never know. You might be in Edinburgh, it might be a chance to catch one of the last shows. Uh, all the details and bookings and stuff can be found on the Ed Fringe website, and the link, the specific link that you need, can be found on the page for this episode on my website. Um, now, I mentioned vocabulary. And um, so, I'm now going to go through some words and expressions that you might want to notice as they come up in this conversation. So, I've listened back to the conversation and I've made another list of words and phrases that you're going to hear. So, this is language that you might not know and which you might want to learn. Um, I'm not defining and explaining all the vocabulary here. I'm just encouraging you to notice it and hopefully... um, I'm I'm making it a bit easier for you to uh, notice all of this stuff, okay? Now, being mindful of language while you're listening to this podcast is important. If you're switched on and in, and attentive, taking mental note of different features of English as you move through these episodes, then you're in a much better position to retain words and phrases and add them to your own active vocabulary. Also, if you're into studying while you listen... Um, you will find all these phrases written on the page for this episode uh, and you can then look at them you can look them up in a dictionary and you can try the Oxford, Cambridge, Macmillan, or Collins dictionaries online. They're all freely available, which is nice. Um, so now I'm just going to read out each phrase and you can try to notice them as they come up naturally in our conversation. So here we go. So we start with the expression uh, "Old habits die hard." For example, it just goes to show that old habits die hard. So that's old habits die hard. Then the love interest. She plays the love interest in the movie. That's the love interest. A hen do. There was a group of girls on a hen do sitting on the front row. A hen do. A stag do. There was a group of lads on a stag do in the audience. A stag do. A mixed bag. How was the show? Uh, It was a bit of a mixed bag, to be honest. A mixed bag. Self-deprecating. For example, we make lots of self-deprecating jokes. Self-deprecating. A bit hit and miss. The show was a bit hit and miss, to be honest. A bit hit and miss. Inconsistent. It was quite an inconsistent show. Inconsistent. Bland. It was a bit bland and boring. Next one. I died on my ass. He, he absolutely died on his ass on stage at the show last night. I died on my ass To slag someone off. For example, we used to slag off the entire audience in our show. To slag someone off. To badmouth someone. For example, we badmouth the audience at the beginning of the show. To badmouth someone. Next, it's frowned upon. Being brutal with a hen do is frowned upon. You're not supposed to do it. Whereas, it's okay to insult a stag do. So, that's the expression to, to be frowned upon. Next is a sash. There was a girl on the front row wearing a sash. A sash. Next one is just the, the the phrase, the first album I ever bought. The first album I ever bought. For example, Smurfs Go Pop was the first album I ever bought. Next, we have the word anthropomorphic. For example, Smurfs are quite anthropomorphic. Anthropomorphic. Next, we have uh, the gestation period. For example, humans have a nine-month gestation period. So that's gestation period. Next word is promiscuous. For example, everyone says she's quite promiscuous. That's promiscuous. Then we have to beat around the bush. For example, come on, don't beat around the bush. Just say it straight. To beat around the bush. Next one is to cast aspersions. I don't mean to cast aspersions on Smurfette. To cast aspersions. And then to hear something and to hear about something. So the difference between to hear something and to hear about something. Um, Then we have a squid and a giant squid. And the, then the word tentacles. For example, they have ten tentacles, whereas octopuses have eight limbs. Uh, then we have ten inches in diameter. So the expression in diameter. For example, their eyes are ten inches in diameter. Uh, then we have the word a beak. A beak. So uh, for example, what do birds have at the end of their faces this is this is what birds have at the end of their faces It's a kind of a it's like the mouth of a bird or in fact the mouth of a squid so that's a beak um, And then the expression your eyes are too big for your stomach your eyes are too big for your stomach um, And then the word dismal dismal which means terrible and the expression, to come in third place, like you come in first, come in second, come in third. uh, And the the sentence, Paul is coming in a dismal third place. Okay, so that's it for the vocabulary and for this introduction. So let's now join the conversation I had with Alex Love yesterday afternoon. Uh, Watch out for the vocabulary and see what you can learn about things like hen-doos, stag-doos, male and female strippers, the Smurfs, And giant squid. Um, Also, there is a bit of swearing in this episode, so you've been warned. Uh, But that's it for the introduction. I will now let you listen to the conversation. And here we go. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? Very well, thanks. Your sound quality is much better than it was before. Well, we'll see. Oh, a little bit bit of robotics there. Yep yeah old habits die hard they do don't they how mm. how's everything going yeah really good
1: i really can't complain it's been going much better than i ever thought um so every day since saturday has been sold out and so saturday this saturday and sunday are sold out um, i'm about four how many t- uh about four tickets away from selling out tomorrow and then about another eight or nine from selling out on friday so it could be
0: sold out for all but one date, which is, which is gonna be nice that's brilliant Oh, Are you recording, by the way? Yeah, I am recording this. I'm yeah. a- I've already yeah. started recording. So, okay, well, that's really good. I'm, I'm glad to know that it's uh, going so well.
1: It and- is, yeah. And and today there was um a lady who actually got on stage at one point to read out a script that I've written. Um, mm-hmm. and she plays the love interest. Um, it turns out she's actually a booking agent for a comedy um some theatres, and she wants to book me for um definitely certainly one date um in the. Uh, uh, in the Lake District at some point, and she says she runs a few others as well. So there may be scope to actually tour this shit, which is going to be nice.
0: <laughs> so is that the kind of the next step then? After you've done a, if if you do a successful show at Edinburgh, what is the next step?
1: I honestly don't know. It's um, well, last year I was, did a successful show, but it it really resulted in well, I suppose where I am now. It, it gave me a bit of um, leverage to to approach a uh, a paid promoter to do um, a show so yeah it's it's still taking well the first two shows were it was taking a bit of getting used to people actually have to paying to to see me perform instead of it being free and I was just a bit paranoid that they'd be they think it was shit (laughs) so it was a bit initially it was like oh are they gonna hate me and then you know Saturday happened and then it's just all been amazing from there really so um, it was a full house, and there was a hindu in the front row and yeah, it was great fun and then it just sort of set me on off on a bit of a roll that
0: 's good. There was a hindu in the front row yes did, did, would you like to explain to your listeners what a hindu do is? Do you want me to explain what a Hindu is yeah okay so um when when uh, when someone gets married um well, the man and the woman they both have like these parties. Before they get married. And so uh, the men go away with all their friends and they get really drunk and have a crazy night. And that's called a stag do, right? A stag is like... Because
1: you, you, you didn't invite me on your stag do, did you?
0: Um, no, I didn't, no. Nah. No, you didn't? <laughs> I had very limited uh, numbers of, you know, places to, for... For friends. Only the select few were invited the onto the stag. Yeah, only the elite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so no, you didn't get invited on my stag do. Um, did you
1: invite any of your listeners?
0: No, none of my listeners got invited. In fact, I've oh. never talked about my stag do. I think okay. I've never talked about my stag do on the podcast. So, um Is that for a reason? Not particularly, no. Um no, I'm actually I'm sure I did mention it in the episode I did about the wedding because I did a naturally I did a wedding episode. Of course. I of must course. have I must have mentioned the stag do in that, but other than that, I haven't really talked about it very much. But okay. you know, my stag do was you know not completely mad it was quite um i wouldn't say sober definitely not but it was quite sensible really we just um booked a house there was i don't know how many people about 10 people we booked a house okay. in the in the welsh countryside and um we did some sort of outdoor games like we did some archery during the day and we drank a lot of beer um nice. not, not at the same time because obviously that would be that would be hazardous. Uh, that would be hazardous, dangerous. So men go on a stag do. A stag is like a male deer, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, they've got antlers. Hmm. Famously, hunters yep. like hunters like to shoot them, and then display their heads on the wall. I've never really understood why uh, hunters like to do that. They chop off the head of the, the stag. An
1: that, amazing, an amazing animal. Yeah.
0: They kill it and then chop off his head as some sort of it's, somehow it's better to have. You know, just their head and this amazing creature actually being alive. Right, they just stick the head on the wall. It's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, those are stags and that's a stag do. And women also do it, but uh, for women it's called a hen do, or a hen party. A hen is a female chicken. Um, I've no idea why it's called a hen do or a hen party. Do you know? Um,
1: uh, I don't actually. Uh, I should, but I don't.
0: Hello there, I'm interrupting myself here in order to actually explain uh, the origin of the expression hen do and also the expression stag do. Um, now, it's not common knowledge. Um, most people, I think, don't really know the reason why we call them a hen do and a stag do. Uh, but nevertheless, I don't like to leave questions unanswered on this podcast. So I've done a little bit of uh, fact checking and I can now tell you, and it's actually pretty simple. Um, the fact is that although today a hen is uh, a female chicken and also the female of various other types of bird as well, uh, but specifically the, the female chicken, in the past hen didn't just mean a female chicken, it in fact meant the female of any type of bird. Okay, so it was actually a much broader word meaning a female bird. So if that was just a nickname, meaning um, like a nickname for the female party in this case. So, hen was a much broader term meaning female. That's why it was used um, as the nickname for a, a woman's party or the party that the woman has before she gets married. And similarly, stag, although stag now means the male deer, in the past stag was a much broader term and it meant the male of many different types of animals. And so, stag also was a nickname used to um, talk about uh, parties held by men before they get married. So that's it. So these days, hen and stag are much more specific, female chicken, male deer. But in the past, there were a lot broader terms, there were much broader terms, Hen meaning female in general, and stag meaning male in general. That's why those words were used for the nicknames of these two types of party. All right, so good. I'm glad I cleared that up. It's now time to get back into this this, this fascinating and riveting conversation that I'm having with Alex Love, and here we go. I don't think it's something that everybody knows, and it's not something that you need to know really, if you're going to infiltrate British culture. You don't need to know why it's called a hen-do. You just need to know that it's called a hen-do, and that's it. That's the end of the story. By the way, in the, in the United States, they call it a bachelor party and a bachelor, right. bachelorette party. Um, but mm. stag-do and hen-do in the UK. So, the thing about a Hindu, and this leads us back into the conversation we were having about yep, your yep, show. Yep. The thing about mm-hmm. a Hindu is that when women get together for their Hindu uh, and they come to your comedy show, um, that's usually, well, that can be problematic, can't it? I mean, do you. It can. What do you think about having Hindus in your show?
1: I think, uh, well, when I was doing Edinburgh in 2011 with Paul Langton, we, we were doing a, a show called A Mixed Bag. Um, and we thought the title was hilarious because it kind of was a bit self-deprecating mm-hmm. so we did you know we could self-aware that you know oh look it's a mixed bag yeah well it is a mixed bag yeah well it's called that so because um, a mixed bag also
0: means well it can mean a bit hit and miss so it's it's inconsistent basically so if someone comes to see your show and then they say oh it was a bit of a mixed bag really yeah that means it's inconsistent some so some, some of it's good some of it's bad so uh, but a lot's just a bit mediocre okay so a bit bland right a bit boring so that's the name of the that was the name of the show and you got that was a, the name
1: of the show yeah. so so we um yeah so so we had the first saturday was really tough we um we were full but we were only full because the rugby fans watching the rugby came in to get out of the rain so it didn't go very well and um, I, uh, as, as is known in stand-up comedy circles, I died on my ass. What does that uh, mean? Which means, it means when you get no laughs. So as a comedian, you like to perform and, and you know, you like to get people laughing. Um, to die on your ass means you do your set and you get no laughs at all.
0: Yeah. And, and, it, and it feels like you're dying on stage.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it, it does. It, it, it hurts. So, so that was the first Saturday, and then we were about to start the se- second Saturday show, the um the, the next week, and uh, uh we so we did a bit before the show where we we slagged off the audience, which means you uh, uh well you you, you bad mouth them. You insult the audience. You insult the audience. So we we had a bit when we were hiding behind this curtain, which didn't go all the way down. To the bottom, so you could still see our feet probably, mm-hmm. and we were performing on top of a, a wooden pallet um, as a stage. And uh, so we'd go behind the curtain, we'd speak on the microphone, and and um, and slag off the audience before the show because it was to say, oh, this looks like a bit of a rough crowd, and we pretend that they couldn't hear us, yeah. but they could, so because we had the microphone. So. We had a Hindu, we were just about to start the show, and then the Hindu comes and sits in the empty front row. And we think, oh dear, this is going to be bad because Hindus, you know, they've had a bit to drink, and you can't be quite as firm with a Hindu as you could be with a stack. So you can be quite insulting to a group of men, and that's fine. But with a Hindu, you've got to play it a bit more carefully because they, you know, sometimes, um, I mean, you, you can't be, it's kind of frowned upon to be really brutal with, with a, a, um, women in the
0: audience. Well and, and rightly so especially especially a hen do because particularly yeah. the 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 hen she it's yeah. like her special day and yeah, you can't you can't insult her because she will get sensitive and upset about yeah. it they're much easier much easier to offend
1: yeah well a lot of planning has been put into this and and you've got to think that there's going to be all sorts of different roles within the group and and you, if you know you could get it really wrong just from from being rude yeah so um so we were saying, "Oh, there's a Hindu." Oh shit! And that got a massive laugh. <laughs> um, so we, we thought, right, we're just going to have to play with this. And they were lovely. They were really fun. And and we tried to engage them as in much as much as we could in the show. And um, yeah, it was one of our best shows that year. So okay.
0: that was nice. That's great. So and, yeah, yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to say, and and then this year you had another Hindu, did you?
1: I Had another Hindu on on Saturday, and um, I started the show, and uh, they were yeah again. You see a pattern emerging. The, the hen was in the front row. I think the friends had put her there deliberately. Yeah. And I was, I was just talking and uh, just started the show. And I said, oh, wh- wh- why are you wearing a sash? And she was, wearing, uh, she was wearing a sash? A sash, yeah. What's a sash? So like a, a ribbon thing, basically, okay. um, that you wear over the shoulder. Yeah. Um, and it goes round uh, to the waist and in a loop.
0: Right. Is that a fair description that, of the sash? I think that's a very good <laughs> description. But you have to probably include what kind of material it's made from.
1: Um, so it, made... it, it can vary. It's, uh, off... no, well, never, very rarely plastic. It's often
0: shiny, cottony stuff, silky stuff. I would say it's a kind of a fake silk yeah. or, or a silk effect material, which, yeah. which seems to be a bit shiny. And it, in fact, may even have something written on it. Um, it's usually about, ooh, it's got to be about um, 10 centimeters or five centimeters thick. Yep. And it's this band that goes all around, as you said, and it's made of shiny material. And it, and it might have something written on it, like, a you know, sort of Sandra's sta- Sandra's Hindu or something like that. Sandra Sandra, <laughs> Sandra's stag do. Sandra's <laughs> stag <laughs> do. Well, right, yeah, I'm Sandra. Uh, it's my, I'm having a stag do. What are you saying? Yeah. Um, Sandra's yeah, Hendu would be really nice. So yeah, she was wearing a sash and you said, why are you wearing yeah, a so sash? Yeah, so I said, why are you wearing a sash? And she said, oh, it's my hen So I
1: said, well, because... Um, so i said well, what sort of show are you expecting and and that got a big laugh because um strippers so people who take that do i need to describe
0: No, <laughs> you do. Funny. You need to describe and explain everything
1: <laughs> so it's a, a stripper is someone who takes their clothes off often performing a dance routine in return for money so that is their job they <laughs> right. take off their clothes and they get paid so and there's, there's a bit there's, of- there's male strippers and female strippers as well male strippers and female strippers often for the um the stag dudes and the hen dudes. The stag dude goes to a strip club where the, they they see women take their clothes off and performing routine dance routines. And then the um, it's quite common for the Well, I suppose they they often hire. You don't really get male strip clubs, do you? Nice. Well, I suppose you got Chippendales. I think that instead it's of actually Magic Mike, I suppose isn't it? But it's like shows, isn't it? Specific shows instead of clubs. So they just have a stripper night at yeah. one place. Yeah. But it's not like a permanent thing. It just happens every now and then. Yeah. Whereas a strip a strip club for, for men is more like a permanent fixture because men like to see um, naked ladies.
0: There's, there's more of an industry built around the, 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 the gentleman's uh, strip club uh, yeah. than around the, the, the ladies' uh, strip experience where like men will get together of a Friday evening and go to a strip club, whereas women usually have to do it as some sort of group event, like an organised yeah. thing, usually as part of a hen do. Yeah. Or or maybe a birthday or something like that. Often they will actually rent the person. They'll rent an individual stripper to come to their house or to come to their party. Don't ask me how I know all about this. Okay, this is just my general (laughs) knowledge. Have you hired any strippers? never hired a stripper. I've never been hired (laughs) either. Although, you know, if the podcast thing doesn't work out, if the English teaching doesn't work out for me, I've always thought that I could go down that avenue. Uh, Well,
1: you, you could ask your listeners if they'd like to pay you some money to see pictures of you. Without any clothing,
0: (laughs) I think I think that might be uh, borderline illegal. Well, you you always talk about wanting to earn some money from the podcast, so there's an option you could explore. True, I'm I'm always looking for new revenue streams. I always thought, I always imagined that that would come from me offering English teaching services, premium English teaching services. But I suppose I've got to really think about what my audience really want, and (laughs) they might want photos videos or maybe even live appearances in which you could you could you could do english language teaching
1: but when you're stripping
0: right yeah yeah that's (laughs) no one's doing that i'm pretty sure no one's combining english teaching with with removing their clothes no um and you know a lot of vocabulary there it's quite fertile for vocab obviously you have got the, the the clothing and also the body parts you know, so yeah, I'm sure that there's uh, some... and
1: then and then the um, the 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 pace as well. There'd be probably different terms for, um, I mean, sometimes it's slow, sometimes it's it's quick, right? I mean, probably sometimes in
0: between those two things. So yes, and um, probably some I mean, phrasal, phrasal verbs. Like, would you like me to speed up? Would you like me to slow down? Would <laughs> <laughs> Do you like me to work on the other one or keep going as I am at the moment? <laughs> Take off, put on. Um, you know all those sorts of things yeah so so there's an idea for you so um,
1: so th- there's this idea that uh, for Hindus um they there's always this, a male stripper somewhere you know mm. p- usually they've they've bought him he do, or maybe he'll just appear a man will just appear and take his clothes off and and they haven't hired him and that you know um but then you know they're probably not going to enjoy that yeah so um <laughs> so uh so so yeah there's this think idea about them hiring strippers for Hindus, and so i said you know implying that I w- she, she wanted me to take my clothes off yes so and that got a big laugh from from the audience and then later on in the show um i talk about music and the first album that i ever bought mm. uh, was the smurfs go pop <laughs> um which uh, i was 12 years old and it was 1996 and uh, yeah that was the first album i ever bought you can't change the first album you ever bought smurfs, that, it, smurfs go pop
0: this yes. Is, um, I don't know. If, is it necessary to explain who the Smurfs are? Well,
1: the Smurfs are some small blue people who um, have adventures. Right. And, um, yeah, that's basically
0: what they do. They're small and they're blue and they wear white hats. And uh, Yeah, I'd have, I'd have thought that your listeners know who the Smurfs are. They might have different names in different countries. I think in... in Papa Smurfs. Papa Smurf, He's Smurfs. the one with the red hat, isn't he, and the red trousers. Because, oh. I mean, a lot of the Smurfs
1: are shirtless, aren't they? Topless. But, yeah. Going back to the stripping thing that you talked yeah, about. Yeah, so maybe, maybe this, that's what they do. Maybe that's how they make a living. And they've only got one... In the original cartoon, they only had one girl Smurf, so uh, I expect
0: she was quite busy. Is that right? They only yeah. had, there's only one female Smurf?
1: Yeah, but it took a... Well, I think there are more now. In fact, there are more now. But yeah. initially, it was just... For a long time, it was just Smurfette on her own. Really? And uh, Yeah.
0: Bloody hell. She was... Yeah. Sh- that must have been quite time-consuming and, and difficult for her. Does, yeah. does that mean that she produced like all of all of the new Smurfs we've got now? Is that are those her offspring?
1: I don't know. I, I don't know about the, um, the sexual history
0: of Smurf weight. Um, um, Smurfette. I should say. Yeah, well, it would, You know, if Smurfs reproduce in the same way that humans do, which I imagine they do, because you know they communicate using English, they live in similar little societies they're basically anthropomorphic you know they're not humans but they are very very similar to humans they're probably the closest to humans <laughs> right yeah. they're closer to humans than any other animal right so you'd imagine that they also reproduce in the same way maybe the maybe the pregnancy the gestation period is shorter uh, we don't know but uh it would certainly suggest that smurfette was she's like the sort promiscuous of, Promiscuous. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she seemed to have got around the whole village. Had a lot of cock. <laughs> yeah, let's not let's not beat around the bush, Alex. She <laughs> she, everyone had sex with her in Smurf Village. Why not? I'm not judging them. I'm not judging the Smurfs on on the way that their society operates. That would be uh, sort of racist of me, wouldn't it? Yeah, it to, be. to start it be a casting aspersions over the way that the smurfs live their life obviously by our western european standards it's not normal for an entire village to be set up based around one woman but i don't know how they do things in in the world of the smurfs so you know i'm, yeah. I'm not going to judge
1: so, so yeah so the the smurfs go pop was the first album i ever bought um and it's a basically um, cover versions so other people's songs but the Smurfs singing them basically and changing a few lyrics so there's one song on there that I play in my show called uh, Mr. Smurf-tastic which is a a version of uh, Mr. Bumbastic by Shaggy Mr.
0: Smurf-tastic
1: and, yeah and it's a terrible song so I, I, I but it's got kind of got a if you remember the original Mr. Bombastic, is kind of got a, a bit of a, a a beat
0: to it so it's uh, I suppose it's is it hip-hop Mr. Bumbastic uh it's ragger it's ragger isn't it they call me mr yeah. bombastic that yeah. one Ro- yeah, yeah. romantic you know that one
1: yeah that's
0: the one so it's a smurf
1: singing that in a high voice but he's trying to he's doing a high voice but he's trying to make his voice low
0: so it's it's, it's, it's some skill has gone gone into that or I just can, a computer i can play it alex you you might not be able yeah. to hear this um You'll have to trust me that this is being played, but I'm now going to play a little bit of uh, Mr. Smurf Tastic just so that my listeners know uh, what you're talking about. Um, here it is. Mr. Greatest, most okay, you can't hear this, but Ooh, I'm fantastic. we're listening to Mr. Smurf Tastic right Mr. now. Yeah, good. Really Mr Smurf Smurf-tastic, really fantastic Mr Smurf that one that one yeah
1: that was yeah, was yeah. that
0: your favorite track on the album no no it wasn't it's, it's just the probably
1: the stupidest okay. um, track on the album so i play it because it's it's stupid and and i think it's quite funny that that was on the first album i ever bought yeah um, so I played that song for them, and only play like a, a, a five seconds because there's there's only so much you can take. Yeah,
0: because um, yeah, it uh, becomes I, incredibly irritating after re- a while. Yeah,
1: it, it really does. So I, I just play a few few lines of it, about five seconds, and then during when the Hendu was in the front row, I started um you know pretending to take my clothes off, just uh, showing her, her, I was wearing a jacket, showing a bit of arm, and then you know waving my shirt about, and it, 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 they they really liked it. Strangely. <laughs> okay. Good. So yeah I just I was playing the room so which means um playing around with the people and and the circumstances you have in a particular room
0: that right. you're performing in right. sort of improvising you know based on what's happening in the in that room at that yes. particular time okay yes all right great so you 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 got this uh, promoter in there who might uh, put you on a on a uh, a little tour of in the northwest yeah uh, yeah potentially that's fantastic I'm very glad to hear that so yeah, this could be, fantastic. Lo- <laughs> yeah, this could be your launching pad to, first of all, nationwide success. And then, well, I don't know about that. Really?
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, you just got to enjoy it. Whatever it is. It's, um, I mean, it's probably part of the, a longer thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but
0: where are, you yeah, going, where, where are you going with the whole comedy thing? I mean, what's, do you have the sort of a five or 10 year vision? No, no, I don't. I'm just uh, seeing it as it comes, really,
1: uh, seeing what happens and then just um, reacting. Well, I moved up north, so that was kind of a bit of a – so I moved to Manchester, which is um, – it's easier to make a living out of comedy where it's less expensive to live mm-hmm. than, than London. So so that's um, part of the plan, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, I'm still getting to know, to know the circuit. I'm, I'm not getting enough paid uh, – performance i was going to say gigs your your listeners know what a gig is don't yeah, i they?
0: think they, i think they know what a gig is by yeah. now yeah yeah
1: yeah so um i'm not getting enough paid gigs to live off i still have a full-time job mm-hmm. um but may, maybe it will lead to something edinburgh can things can happen quickly in edinburgh yeah. um but yeah it's it's nice to be doing a show that's so far sold out for well, all
0: but one performance. That's really good. That's really, really good news. It's, it's great that you, you got this successful show and I'm very happy for you. Fantastic. smurf as you said. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the show, the show is all about um, pub quizzes, right? How to win a pub yes. quiz. So yes. you told us last time that the first half of the show is like stand-up. I guess you're yeah. just, you know, you're doing stand-up, you're maybe working the room and all that sort of thing. Yep. The second half of the show is where you do a pub quiz with the, with the whole uh, audience, right? Yes now just why was why the pub quiz? why did you choose to do a pub quiz themed uh, show this time
1: well uh I, I've been doing it for a couple of years and I came up with the idea um it kind of um evolved a bit um because I do i don't think you've heard my joke about
0: giant squid have you no i've I've heard about your giant squid joke, but I've never actually yeah heard well it. I was I've never, is, actually, I've never actually seen it happen live. The were last time, you, well, you the last, I know I could have done the last time, <laughs> <laughs> the last time I performed a show with you. I, I was the MC. I was about,
1: to, I was about to go on. Go on, go on. You tell, you explain <laughs> I, what happened. All right. So I was waiting to go on, and you were, you were MC and uh, we were running a bit behind schedule. So we were running a bit late with our show. We started a bit late, so, um, so we would have finished later. So I was ready to go on. And Luke, uh, you, you were emceeing, and then you forgot that I was on, and it called an interval. <laughs> 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 and I was, I was already, I, I was, and I, and you know, yeah, I was running the night as well, and we were running late. So I thought, oh, I just won't go on, and then we'll just we'll be able to finish on time if, with the headliner,
0: who was Sarah Pascoe. That day that's right sarah pascoe who is now famous from television and uh yeah all that sort of thing she was on our show your show in fact at that point yeah i completely yep. forgot to introduce you <laughs> onto the stage I, and i was really looking forward to seeing this um this giant giant squid, the giant squid yeah. material but uh, i just completely forgot that you existed yeah uh, just the you know just the the lights the the adrenaline of the performance um, meant that I just completely forgot about you. I'm really sorry because I want to see your giant squid thing you obviously you can't repeat it now, can you,
1: can uh, you? no, not really because it relies so how it works is um it's about giant squid anatomy and um a, a giant squid giant squid anatomy, so like the yes yeah, so the body of a giant squid, so okay. their um their genetic makeup basically what is a giant squid well, it's a, a squid. Which is um, really big. A creature with a head and some tentacles and it lives in the the sea. Yeah. And is often pink or already, or yeah, but a ready orange colour. Yeah. And um, is that not... and it's just. Sorry. What were you going to say? I was going to say, it's, isn't it like an octopus? No. Well, it's, it's similar. It's similar to an octopus, but it's different. An octopus has eight legs and a giant squid has ten. Okay. So they've got. Um, Eight legs plus very long tentacles that they use for catching prey. I see. I see. I yeah. See.
0: Okay. So, and uh, the giant squid is like a squid, but really big. Yeah. All right then.
1: Yeah, yeah. About um, so they can get up to about fifteen meters in length. So wow. they are pretty
0: big. Huge.
1: Yeah. So they so they've got a massive eye, hmm. which is ten inches and in about around approximately ten inches in diameter. And then they've got how they eat is in the middle of their tentacles. Um, I expect your listeners not a squid is Luke, but yeah,
0: <laughs> well they do now because we've obviously explained it thoroughly. i say not a squid don't know. They might, have, of course, they know about squid that the squid exists, but they it might have a different word in their language. <laughs> like you know, what is yeah. it in uh, Spanish? Calamari, squid. calamari, right? Cal- yeah, okay, yeah, calamari. So they, they, of course, they know about the existence of squid, but they just might have yeah. another name. Yeah so, so
1: in in the middle of the uh the tentacles so underneath their head is uh, they they instead of a mouth they have a a beak like a bird they have a bird under their head no they have a the beak so the the nose and mouth bit of a bird basically yeah um yeah. <laughs> as a, as a mouth
0: all right okay so they've got a beak but inside all yeah. those tentacles there's a beak in the middle like yes. a, like that and then
1: way- they use that to eat all right
0: okay yeah great yeah. that's not the joke is it
1: no it's not no so um so the, i say that the worst way to be killed would be eaten alive by a giant squid
0: because
1: mm. it's, it's trying to eat you but um it's got you so you're going to die but it's just trying to eat you with a little beak which is it's a bit annoying and then yeah. i say what's the matter I, it's a phrase um are your eyes too big for your stomach mm right so they have enormous eyes and then i have to explain to the the audience that, that why that joke works right um, I
0: see. yeah so th- there's a bit more to it than that so um yeah, you obviously have to see the the joke uh happen live in yeah its, in its natural habitat and you're not
1: yeah i don't think i've done it just. no you, ha- well, you
0: haven't just perf- you obviously haven't just performed the joke to us and no. you haven't given it away but essentially no. it's about a giant squid, squid anatomy and being yeah. eaten alive by a giant squid and the fact that their eyes are much bigger than their stomach Probably, because they've got massive um, eyes. They've got massive yeah, eyes. Yeah, just right? enormous right? eyes, yeah. Yeah, and so <laughs> yeah. You, you, as you're being eaten by the squid, you say, what's the matter? Your, your eyes are bigger than your stomach. Anyway, people have to come is and that, see do your... You to, do you
1: want to explain that phrase? Uh, do, you, do you want to explain it?
0: Yeah, I'll explain it. So if, if your eyes are bigger than your stomach, it means that um, your desire to eat is actually bigger than, than your capacity to eat. So, for example, if you look at a cake... You might think, oh, yum, 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 I'm going to eat that entire cake. But you get halfway through it, and you're full, and you feel sick. And then someone could say to you, obviously, your eyes are bigger than your stomach, which means that um, you're you're much greedier than your stomach capacity will allow. Okay, right. So there you go. Uh, So now anyone who comes to see your show will be pre-armed. Squid with all of the... Yeah, there
1: you go. There's a pun.
0: Pre-armed. Yeah, because they've got lots of arms. Right. Okay. There you go. The... Everyone will be prepared now for prepared, yeah. uh, for that joke. So when they actually yep. do come to your show, then they'll actually see the joke happening in real life. It's very difficult, Alex, when when jokes happen on this podcast because, um, you know, humour is often the last thing that you understand. And I, mm-hmm. I've experienced this numerous times, not just on my podcast, but uh, in my pretty much everyday life, you know, because uh, I talk to audiences, I talk to groups of uh, students of English, and sometimes jokes happen... And no one realises, just there's no yeah. realisation, nothing. And it's not just at work and at comedy, also at home. Sometimes I'll make hilarious word jokes and my wife is just like, what, What's? what was that? And i like, that was, <laughs> uh, never mind. You know, so, you know, it's a, it's a regular occurrence. But anyway, so yeah. you, you had this yeah. material about this the giant test. squid.
1: Yeah, and it was going quite well. And I thought, oh, how, how about doing a show with uh, bits of trivia and, and interesting uh, facts and then I thought well what what brings um facts together uh, a pub quiz so um and then I thought pe- people would probably like to play a pub quiz in in my show and um and yeah and that's that's how I came up with the idea
0: also the the pub quiz is just a really popular thing isn't it
1: yeah yeah it's a bit of a a british uh, institution as they say so um it's, pub quizzes are everywhere and people they're very popular people people like going to them and playing um,
0: so do you, do you want me to explain how the pub quiz works? The, the typical English or British pub quiz as a phenomenon? Yes, yes please. I'd yes. like to just right. give us All a right. brief description of the pub quiz as a cultural phenomenon. Go.
1: Right. So, so it's in a pub and you get into teams in the pub, but generally teams of about four or five. And you compete against other teams who are also in the same pub. Mm. And then there's, you get an answer sheet. And then there's a quiz master, mm. who in my show is me, and then they read out uh, questions and then you have to put down the right answer, and the winner is whoever gets the most questions right. Okay. And they can win prizes such as um, money, or sometimes drinks vouchers, or sometimes some weird boxes of shit. <laughs> what? What kind of shit? <laughs> not actual <laughs> shit, right? No. Well, that would be as weird. Not many pub quizzes I've been to, just, just boxes of random things they have behind the bar, like magazines bottles of alcohol other things oranges there was an orange in a box that i won once
0: in a pub quiz you won an orange in a box
1: yeah i mean there was more to it there was a, there was other st- <laughs> there was other stuff in, in the box than just an orange <laughs>
0: <laughs> i was gonna say it was hardly even worth putting it in a box really it's just an orange in a pot yeah so that was that was
1: there and um yeah it was all sorts of drinks and um yeah magazines and okay uh, other weird things, but these,
0: objects. These pub quizzes happen in pubs all over the country every evening. Uh, there's always a pub quiz somewhere and yeah, they're yeah. really, really, really popular. And we love this kind of thing. I'm sure that it's, it's, it happens in other countries too. I'm sure yeah. I'm convinced, but certainly yeah, it, does. It's, it certainly is part of pub culture that, uh, you know, every pub will put on a quiz on a quiet evening of the week and you get these teams sitting around and everyone's drinking beer and having a nice time drinking wine and stuff. And yeah, the quiz master is reading out the questions and it's not, you know, a fun little community thing to to do. And they're so popular that uh, this is why pubs put them on because it's a guarantee to get people into your pub and you can sell a few drinks and it's just a good way of attracting people into the into the, uh into the public house so you've cleverly uh, incorporated a pub quiz into your comedy show as a yep. way of drawing audience members into the show and it, yep. apparently it's working it's worked. It, worked. it has worked yeah okay <laughs> yeah okay that's great so you've written then uh, a, a series of questions yeah um and um i guess the audience has to kind of try and answer the questions and you do you give yes. out a prize or something at the end
1: yeah there are prizes yeah okay. um it's often a, a darkness album so the, the band The Darkness, who I'm particularly fond of, um, often I, the, they're referenced throughout the show. So it's, um, if I give a, a prize, then, then it's something I've spoken about previously in the show. So it's, um, it gets a, a laugh as well. Lots of callbacks. Yes, there are lots of callbacks. And then there are callbacks in, in the questions as well. So And we're reading out the answers. Sometimes I do a callback to something I said previously in the show, and it's, it just seems to work quite well that way. Mm.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's good. Now, on the subject of uh, pub quizzes and And oh, and by the way, this is the second time that you've been featured on this podcast on your own, Alex, yeah, which means that you've achieved twice as much as paul Langton and, twice only twice um well, at least twice in fact, your episode was divided into two parts,
1: yeah so actually this is
0: three times as much as Paul has achieved now, Moz achieved more than Paul too because his episode was. Quite long, and he w- yeah. we had quite a good chat which involved quite a lot of swearing at the end, which meant that his conversation with me was extended um, mm-hmm. but you're in the lead at this point with Brilliant. with three episodes yeah then Mars is in second place, and Paul is um, coming in a dismal third place here so yeah you know not only have you produced uh, a best selling sold out show at the Edinburgh yeah. fringe you've also you're at this stage, you're coming first in the Luke's English podcast Olympics.
1: To, to be honest, that was my plan all along.
0: Yeah. That is what I wanted I thought in, so. in, in life. I thought so. Ultimately, that's what this is all about. Okay, so that's it for part one of the conversation. Did you notice all of the vocabulary that I listed at the beginning of the episode? Don't forget that you can find all of that uh, language written on the page for this episode on my website. Um, In part two, which should be available to you now, um, we do our little pub quiz in which we ask each other various questions, including some questions about the English language. So if you want to know what all of our questions are and who wins, then you can check out part two now. Uh, that's it, though, for this one. Thank you very much for listening. Um, all I'd like to say at this point is join the mailing list. Um, go to my website and you can join the mailing list in the top right-hand corner. That's a good way to get access to pages for these episodes immediately. You Just get an email in your inbox and you can go straight to the page where you'll find all of the language listed and all the other things. You can download directly from the page as well. Um, Don't forget to check out Audible and italki. Um, Send a donation to Luke's English Podcast if you want to say thanks. It's probably the most sincere way that you can say thanks. And... uh other than that, just have a good day or night or morning or evening or afternoon or bus journey, train journey, gym session, walk, nap, jog or sleep or whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this. Thank you very much for listening. I'll speak to you in part two, but for now, it's just time to say goodbye. Bye. 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 bye, bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription... You will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash info